Thursday, and you know what that means, it's Match Wrestling episode 376. This is your captain speaking, we're flying solo for the opening of this show as we wait, we, uh, wait for Moses because he's on tour in uh, Los Angeles for Dinamante, so he will be with us momentarily. But um, we're hot and heels of Double or Nothing and Trivia Takeover, lucky number 7, and what a damn week last week. Regardless of how I feel personally. Congratulations go out to Travis Walker Anderson as he took uh, both the television championship and finally the knowledge championships home to the House of Ashes last week. But uh, of course he didn't want to take on Justice Justice so I am still your world champion. Uh, we also saw the return of the Demoness after almost a year and wow. Justin Roberts was right, shit hit the fan. And that brings us to the next point. CM Punk, world champion for the first time in nine fucking years. It was a crazy moment. We'll get into double or nothing when Moses arrives. So uh, while we wait for Moses, coming up this week, it's that time of year for heck in a cell predictions, plus everything that went down at double or nothing and beyond. But first, like I said, while we wait for Moses, let's take you down memory lane. It's this week in wrestling history. On May 27th, 1988, the late great Owen Hart won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, defeating Hiroshi Hashi at New Japan Champion Series Day 5, very very few people, I think, know about Owen Hart's um, Japan days. But yeah, he's a former junior heavyweight champion. On May 28th, 1996, In Your House, Beware of Dog 2. Um, I'm, I'm completely at a loss as to the schedule of In Your Houses. I don't know if Moses has covered this one. I'm pretty sure he's done the first Beware of Dog, but um, on Retro Rewind. But at Beware of Dog 2... Uh, the British Bulldog and Shawn Michaels uh, fought to a draw for the WWE World Title. That was the opening match. Then we had Savio Vega defeat Steve, Steve Austin in a strap match. Vader defeated Yokozuna and main event Goldust defeated The Undertaker in a casket match to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Very strange card. Very strange booking. This was WWE in in 96 I I have no words um 
May 29th, 2000, Kevin Nash gave the WCW World Championship to Ric Flair on Nitro. Flair then lost the title the same night to Jeff Jarrett, uh, which I believe was Jarrett's third win. I'm not too sure. I'll have to double check on that one. Um, but uh, again, this was WCW in 2000, and that shit was weird too. May 29th, 2014. The years of Charlotte oversaturation began as she defeated Natalia in a tournament final to become the NXT Women's Champion at the first NXT TakeOver. Uh, this, of course, was after Paige was forced to relinquish the championship after she got called up to the main roster as NXT Women's Champion, and she also won a Divas title, so they, they made her drop the NXT title, and that was it. Uh, we had a we had a tournament which crowned Charlotte the new NXT Women's Champion. May thirty first, nineteen ninety eight, at Over the Edge, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Dude Love to retain the WWE Championship, despite Vince McMahon being the special referee who also took an infamous chair shot to the head by Dude Love when uh, Stone Cold ducked. And yeah, classic eighty, uh, classic nineties Attitude Era moment. Stone Cold then um, dragged Vince back into the ring, hit the stunner on Dude Love, and counted his own pin with Vince's arm. Uh, June 1st, 2008, at One Night Stand, Edge defeated The Undertaker in a TLC match to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Per the stipulation, Taker had to leave WWE. But of course, he returned at SummerSlam, attacking CM Punk, who also... Just won the World Heavyweight title in a TLC match, defeating Jeff Hardy. Uh, June 1st, 2019, at TakeOver 25, Adam Cole, baby, defeated Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship. He went on to hold the title for 403 days, setting a new record. Um, WWE will recognize it as like 396, I think, because of tape delay, but he's still the longest reigning NXT champion at that time. Uh, then we come to Today in History. Uh, first of all, in 2004, Today in History, Jeff Jarrett won his third NWA World Championship, defeating AJ Styles, Chris Harris, and Raven in a King of the Mountain match. Fucking love King of the Mountain matches. Um, oh, I'm, I'm very sorry for this next one, people. Also, Today in History in 2014, with one steel chair, Seth Rollins shocked the entire wrestling world by destroying the shield and joining Triple H and Randy Orton a moment very very many shield fans still haven't forgiven him for um, but it was a great heel turn completely unexpected because it, they had just defeated Evolution the night before at Payback so it, it completely came out of nowhere uh, but classic Raw moment um, so that's all the history and birthdays this week. Natalia turned 40. Eric Bischoff turned 67. Seth Rollins turned 36. Jeremy Borash turned 46. Headbanger Marsh turned 51. Ridge Holland turned 34. Josh Alexander is 35. Hornswoggle turned 36. The formerly Nia Jax turned 38. The Brian Kendrick turned 43. Steve Carino turned 49. Pete Gass turned 52. There's a lot of birthdays this week. Um, 
WCW icon Vampiro defeat, uh, was defeated. He didn't defeat anybody. He defeated his birthday cake. Vampiro turned 55. The legendary Jake the Snake Roberts turned 67. Gable Stevenson turned 22. Cody Hall turned uh, 31. Montez Ford turned 32. Alicia Toot, who has been interviewed as part of Max Wrestling, uh, turned 27. She's now hitting it in the ring, particularly MLW. Um, Ross Von Erich turned 34, James Storm Cowboy turned 45, and happy birthday today to NXT's JC Jane is 26, Grado, it's yourself, turned uh, is 34 today, Velvet Sky, who also did a little plug for Max Wrestling at Pro Mania, thank you very much, uh, turned 41 today, AJ Styles is 45 today, and WWE Hall of Famer Lex Luger is 64 today. And that's this week in wrestling history. Um, now, as we still wait for Moses, let's get to the next section at the show. Because, you know what? Some people are allowed to use the internet, and they shouldn't be. This is shit Mark say. <laughs> Can you believe the shit these marks say? And just in time for shit Mark say. El Jefe Moses Marquez has joined us for episode 376 uh, on tour, on location. On location. Currently in <laughs> Linwood, California. Went to the uh, AW Dynamite show last night here at the LA Forum. Gotta tell you, now granted, now I'm gonna be biased. We were the go hottest to. goddamn crowd that I've <laughs> ever heard in an AEW show. Goddamn. They were, they were so hot, they didn't know if they wanted to boo or cheer MJF. That was the greatest part. <laughs> oh, man, we'll get to that promo. But, jeez. Fuck yeah, we will. Um, all right, so b- before we get into the shit that social media marks have been saying, uh, on TikTok, uh, dude told the AEW guy to stay away. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Don't ever. You can't tell me to stay away in any situation that I'm uh, familiar with, with when it comes to AEW, Crystal Wall, or anything in between. So what, what, what was his beef? He just didn't like so, CM Punk winning the title? So if, I'm, if, you're, if you're referring to the one I believe so is uh, my man Will, Willie Finesse. He's a, he, he does a lot of stuff with figures and stuff, but he's a really good content creator. And... What he was getting at is he doesn't understand why Punk still has all this animosity towards the E. Like, 10 years later, you're still bringing up the E. You're still mad at the E for what they did. And it was like, you know, oh, the AEW guys are going to get mad at me because I'm talking about their dude. The reality is, is most of us are sick and tired of hearing bitch about WWE, too. It's been 10 years. I understand the, oh, you know, the shady medical almost killed him and you know, he was mentally fucked because of that company and this and that. I hate to break it to you, not to be that guy. We've known what he could have did. He could have just left, and he did. So he played his own card on that one. Now, I'm with that notion of it's been 10 years. You've said your piece. You guys literally, every time I turn around, you're fucking shitting on the E in a promo, which I'm not, I don't hate it, but, I mean, if that's what it's going to be, then stop also doing it in the press conferences. Stop doing it in the meetings. Stop doing it in the background. If you want to put on the facade and do it in the end of the show, it makes sense. But if you're going to drag it out to backstage bullshit that honestly does it, you're just you're just literally you're chewing on air. Well, you're not. You're, you're there's no substance. 
We've heard it before. We're over it now. Can we get on with our lives? Fair point. That's 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 how I see it. But that's the thing, though. There's a lot of people out there that still love punk, and they and there's still out there that still hate them. So, I mean, I'm with you. Trust me. If they didn't, if they had a two X in a punk shirt, that's what I was getting. They didn't have anything two X. I got there <laughs> late. I did also hit the merch stand like after the show, so that's the only that's oh, who, the yeah. only person to blame is this guy. That's how it goes. <laughs> I, I might not get the feeling that the press keep asking him about WWE, but at the same time, he could refuse to answer it. TK refused to answer about MJF. Oh, man, what a, what, what a work. Um, mm-hmm. ne- ne- as, also my, on as my man Teddy says, as he was sitting next to me at the AEW show, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, they, and they, we had, they got us. They had dudes, that, we had guys in the background that were swearing to God he's gone. He's going to the E. He's out of here. Look at him. He's E-bound, brother. And I'm like, y'all, man, that bait must taste good. I tell you what. Sucker Dan. Um, Jay Solo says Bucks suck. Ah, yes. But yet they're paying for their show. Yet they watch Double or Nothing. And, and I'm going to say this, and I don't give a fuck about Heat or anything anymore. This is the first time I've seen the Bucks live. Stop. Stop hating them. Stop it. Bro, they were in a 10-man tag, and for three minutes, all they needed was three minutes, and in that three minutes, they made you say my fucking 80-something dollar ticket was worth it. Just them. Like, stop hating on the Bucks, dude. These these guys are fucking legit. Stop it. They're a generational tag team. They are a generational tag team. And I've been saying that since their fucking CNA days. I'm sure you have. You know what I mean? That's the that's the, the thing. There's been people singing their praises since the was Generation Me days. Yes, Gen Me, the uh, Hardy Boys 2.0. There you go. <laughs> um, all right then. On Twitter, Uh-oh. first up, we have Phil knows fuck all. Sounds like the like my dude Jay knows wrestling on TikTok. Every time I turn, but his now I will admit he does have what they call a satire account. Everything he does, is, he's basically a troll. But it's like, a well, they don't do troll. this. They don't do it. I don't. Know, but that's just me. <laughs> um, Phil says after the uh, um, House of Black Death Triangle match at Double mm-hmm. Nothing. This has to be the worst pay-per-view match I've seen in a long time. I can't believe I wasted my time watching this crap. Here's the best bit. This why Control Your Narrative, Impact, and WWE are way better. They at least have great pay-per-view matches. First of all, when did the fuck did Control Your Narrative have pay-per-views? I was just going to say the same shit. I was, I was like, wait, when, when? Yeah, I got to put this thing down. I was like, when all of a sudden did these guys get something worth fucking talking about? All of a sudden, like, you want to talk impact? Hey, brother, hey, more power to you. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll jump on that bandwagon with you. I've been saying more people need to start watching impact. I've been the guys sleeping on them. So if I'm sleeping on them, that's how you know you need to go check it out. Yeah. But that's the whole thing. Like, but see, control your narrative. C-Y-N. What? People actually watch that shit? And I, I'm not saying it, like, disrespectfully, but I am saying it very disrespectfully. Yeah, you know. I don't know if people get paid to watch that shit. I, I I would hope that they do, and if not, you're you're losing out on bread. Ah. 
And also, it, it wasn't a bad six man. It was actually a pretty good six man. And they finally had to pay off with Julia. Which um, was honestly the whole point of it all, in my opinion. Like, that yeah. was the whole point of it. Either either you pay it off with her or, 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 or Alistair literally becomes that guy that we don't know what to do anymore. And we can't have that. He's too good. The whole spring of the mist thing, changing people. Like, that's something he can keep as a niche, but that's got to also be the problem. He's got to be able to do it correctly. And right now, that one instance with Julia Hart's the only good one. And honestly, we thought it was a flop a couple weeks ago. Yeah, well, I, I think maybe they shouldn't have even teased it a couple of weeks ago. Just leave it until double or nothing, because when they teased it, it was so heavily criticized Oh yeah, it felt like they had to do it at double or nothing. Whereas it may have been the plan all along to do it at double or nothing, but it came yeah, across was... as oh, we fucked it up a couple of weeks ago. Let's let's pull the trigger now. Let's pull the trigger now. All of a sudden, because we should have did it then, but ah, you're not tripping, right? No, we're kind of tripping, kind of tripping. Um, so Phil tweeted this after the fifth match of the night, and remember that people, because that's very important. The fifth match of the night. This was also from Phil after the second match of the night. Uh, why squash your biggest star, MJF? I will no longer continue watching this pay-per-view. I'm already, I'm already disappointed one match in. This is why Impact is better. So you did continue watching the pay-per-view for at least three matches. Yeah, at least three matches. But okay, so I will. I I, I can I can attest. That the the squash to me was a bit off putting, but then again, mm. how else? Were you, now. Yeah, how else were you gonna go? What other direction was there? They built Wardlow like a monster. It couldn't go any other way. And we were start that Wardlow chant was starting during the break. I tell you what, <laughs> when we saw JD Drake get in the ring, we were like, everybody started doing the Wardlow, and they brought his kick ass music back. Yeah. It's a fucking dub. I, I'm kind of going to miss him being escorted to the ring in handcuffs by a bunch of security guys. So. Oh, yeah. But we'll we'll um, see how it goes. You know, smart Mark over here and his bullshit. Goddamn, going to sue you and all this motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, now he's flying solo. We will see how much further his star rises, but I'm, I'm pretty optimistic for it. Um, finally, we have Stu. Short for stupid. <laughs> um, just a friendly reminder that even though the build-up wouldn't have told you, but AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view is on tomorrow. Oh, and also, if you want to attend the event, there are loads of tickets still available. Um, they they literally had an attendance of over fourteen thousand and made one point two million in ticket sales. They had to expand seating, right? That's what people don't get, and this is the thing that fucking kills me. They they love to make this stupid assessment that, oh, well, the tickets didn't sell out because there were some empty seats. Motherfucker, those were additional seats. Those are additional seats. That was an extra section they opened up because they sold so many goddamn seats. L.A. Forum was sold out last night, and you could see uh, maybe a couple of handfuls of empty empty seats. Wow. But then again, we had guys like Emir, who was supposed to go to the show, who had caught COVID. So oh. he didn't go. You know, so, of course, we were going to have situations like that where people weren't going to be able to show up. But it was very far and in between. It was – they said we sold 15,000 out, and I believe the form holds 14-plus. Yeah, that place I mean, looked like, packed. It, and it was. 
It, we were in that motherfucking. Uh, and also, just the build-up wouldn't have told you that Double or Nothing was on. Like everybody was talking about Hangman and Punk. Everybody was talking about MJF and Wardlow. What what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, the the MJF and Wardlow was the one I was hearing the most about, especially from the casuals. And the, like most of them love Punk and they like the idea of Punk, but getting behind Wardlow and what's MJF doing, and then all the story behind MJF and the possible walking out and all this other stuff, like. There was a lot going on, so to hear that fucking people weren't watching Double or Nothing is fucking bullshit, ludicrous nonsense. Yeah, so, but this is why they're marks, and that's the shit they say. But let's go straight into that because top story has to be MJF. Um, if, if if I don't know how much of it is real and how much of it is worked, but the height, all the stories about him not being a Double or Nothing, flying, booking a flight home, and you know. He was in the opening match, and then he went straight home after. If all of that was built just for this storyline, then it was fucking genius. Facts. But depending on how much of it was real, um, it doesn't matter. It's it's so fucking good. And last night's promo, of course, everybody's going to call it a pipe bomb because it was explosive. Um, and that's, the, that's the tag I've been seeing all night long. Pipe bomb, yeah. pipe bomb, pipe bomb. And... The footnote to this, the thing that really connects it and makes it spicy, um, people call it a pipe bomb, it was explosive. What we didn't see on TV, which happened at the show, was Punk came out after the promo and kind of wanted to talk to him, but MJF left through the crowd. MJF with the whole, I want you to fire me, you fucking mark. Yeah, they literally let him drop an F-bomb on live TV. I was going to say, I was like, and, T- and TBS let it play. No, again, and how many how many times have we have talked about TBS being the more family of the, yeah. of the Turner Networks? It, it was pretty early in the show, too, so it wasn't like it was late late night. Exactly, yeah, so you're talking prime time, Jack. Prime time. So, I mean, yeah, that was huge. Uh, we saw Punk come out, and we were like, what's going to happen? Like, is this, is this going to immediately build towards the next feud? And my guess is going to be yes. Um, but yeah, we don't, uh, we, we don't know. A lot, like I said, a lot of people think it's a work. I'm, I'm at the point now where if it was a work, he, he would be doing what Sasha and Naomi did. I mean, if, sorry, if it wasn't a work, if it was a shoot, yeah. he would have, he would have took his ball. He would have went home. Yeah. They wouldn't have let him cut that promo if it was no. legit. No, if he was not made, trying to literally just reel you in further, you can't drop an F-bomb on TBS. But what if this works? Are right, you go drop you an F-bomb on TBS. And sure enough, like I said, the fucking wrestling world is buzzing. It is absolutely yeah. buzzing. I got up, or I was going, I ended up going to bed late. This goddamn hotel life kills me. I, I, I used to work in a, I'm going to ramble off in a quick story. I used to work for a company... That would travel up and down Southern California and other and other parts of uh, different states, and we would inventory WalMarts. And well, we, of course, you know, you'd have to stay in hotels. I never got comfortable sleeping in hotels. I would get minimal three hours of sleep just because I can't. But I would wake up wide awake, like oh, yeah. I just I can't sleep in these goddamn things. Man, but anyway, man, uh, the lawyer Chad Malcolm listened to this now with a big smile on his face because I mean he'd been living in a hotel for like a couple of months. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I know he's like, yeah, he's living in one right now. So it's like, damn, I can only fucking imagine, dude. <laughs> but, but no, like that was my, but, but to get back to the MJF thing, that was, that's, I'm, I don't want to say I'm on the Cody level where I'm like, oh, it, it's once everything is coming out, it's true. 
you're not going to drop an F-bomb on TBS without making this a bigger storyline. You know, he's obviously the young prodigy, the this, the that. I'm saying he's not going nowhere. I'm saying he's no. literally, literally taking those e-nerds that are like, oh, MJF is totally going. And he's like, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> and he's the dude with the big old hat. He's got a couple beers on the side right here. And he's like half asleep waiting for them to bite. And they bit last night. So he's in there doing this real fast. But it's fantastic. It's it is. fantastic. Why? Because he makes you want to hate him even more. He used to not, he didn't do much to make you hate him. He was just him. And you hate him. Now he's doing all kinds of shit and you really hate him. And that's yeah. fucking great. And, uh, and of course, he was taking shots at the E drones. He was taking yep. shots at the AW faithful. He was taking yep. shots at oh, many, many shots at TK. Called us uneducated marks. He did. He said, uh, We don't I, know I told, shit. I told him, I said, I, I will let you know that I am a high school equivalent partner. <laughs> Um, but he was right, though. I mean, obviously, we don't know shit because there was so many rumors flying around this past weekend. Personally, I, I wasn't convinced either way. I was I was letting it play out, as the old saying goes. Um, but, yeah, he ain't going nowhere. If if that was all, if he was letting off some steam, they wouldn't have let him go, what was it, 10 minutes, 15 on a promo? Spouting yeah, all kind like, of home truths. Like right in the middle. Like he, yeah, he, no, that was the crazy part. That was that was the reality is the fact that they just let him go. In many ways, I do compare it to the pipe bomb because, again, that was Punk's real feelings and pent-up frustration that they let him put into a microphone. Exactly. Um, and if MGF does feel a lot of that way, then it came across <laughs> very real. I, oh, li- I like to think... Extremely. I like to think that we're, we're going to get this for a couple of months... And MJF beats Punk for the title. Then again, Punk would be Punk. Punk would be putting him over. And again, MJF would still be the only person to pin Punk. And now he's world champion. I mean, we've talked about that scenario where you immediately beeline Wardlow into your main title picture. That's a good move. Mm. Um, the TSK <laughs> were getting a little talkative. Well, some late night Denny's was going down because you can never go wrong with late night Denny's. Um, and two names came up as uh, completely underrated and un- out of left field guys that could be uh, the guy that did their own punk. And my most, my favorite answer, I'm not going to say most famous answer, but my favorite answer in that whole thing, and it's one I'm willing to argue all the time now, is Eddie Kingston. Oh, I mean, he's overdue a title, any title. That's what I'm saying. We know how that that promo he had with punk and the whole back and forth and oh eddie i saw all the potential that all these guys saw but then what happened and all this shit you're you've already have a story built and on top of that dude fucking eddie is so over the fucking roof almost like again we're we're in la so you know the place was loud for the bucks it was loud for lucha for jurassic express it was loud for you know any and all the SoCo the, the the SoCal people, but I'm telling you, bro, when when he came out, wow, the fucking like first off, anytime I get an there's an Eddie chant and it sounds like somehow Eddie Guerrero came back from the fucking dead. That's how yeah. you know somebody's over. The roof, the place was shaking. 
man. Such a great night. And on the mic, he can talk people into a room with no doors. This is the truth. This is everything he says makes you want to listen because he comes out. He's no nonsense. He's very real. Something a lot of guys aren't, which is fine because not everybody can do it like like Kingston can. No. That's enough. That's option one. That's my personal like fan favorite. Oh, I think that'd be great. Oh, you're you know you're going to completely give an indie guy the ultimate shot. And then the other one is the guy that everybody's complaining isn't doing anything or isn't doing enough. That's Alistair Black. Nice. I mean, it's 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 out of left field because everybody's thinking of the trios thing. Yeah. Everybody thinks Julia Hart. But what if it was different? What if they actually allowed them to? Personally, I think they should be doing singles. If you're telling me guys like Brody King and Buddy Matthews ain't doing singles, then we got a problem. Okay, these are fucking talent, baby. They're talent, and putting them in singles should be important, and it should be happening more often. And because of that, I don't know why we're not, but it is what it is. But I, I love the idea of either one of those. I like Eddie way more, but I mean, I could definitely see them. Like, if you wanted to go a heel, Alistair Black could absolutely be your guy. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, is Hangman coming back as a heel? Because, I mean, the way that title match ended, Hangman was unraveling a little bit. He was He was about to hit Punk with the title because the ref was down. Um, it, it was very much a slow heel turn. Yeah, yeah, and then he, I guess, put something out on Twitter, on social media, talking about, um, you know, he he did this for the people, he did this for AEW, and he hopes to be back soon. And it's like he hates us now. He's going yeah. that that's that's a great way to play him up as a heel. He's going to resent the fans. The AEW diehard that quote unquote had his back, the AEW diehards that he had to protect from punk. He couldn't do it. Now, why am I protecting you? I'm going to protect myself. I mean, when he does come back, if he comes back with Dark Order and they all turn, if Dark Order's heel again, he could take that thing to heights where Brody had it. Oh, yeah. A million percent. A million. But as far as punk goes, we do know it. Well, it was heavily in in um. What's the word? Influenced. It was definitely suggested, suggested. that he would be facing Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. Uh, oh, the yeah. Aces debut. I'm sure you popped live in attendance for that one. I would. Been, first off, the reality is, is when you were the first guy to pop by literally just hearing that the, the two guitar strings at the beginning of his theme. Yeah, that's how you knew what was going on. Now, I, again, again, now, I, and I love Tana. I love Tana. I he's the ace, eighth time IWGP Heavyweight Champ, your record setter, the whole nine yards. If you wanted a true pop. It should have either been Naito or Okada. Now, I say that. I say Naito because he's cleared. His eye surgery had gone well, and he looks like he's ready to come back. Rumor has it he's going to be there for, like, the best of the Super Junior Finals uh, pay-per-view or show, whatever. So I'm like, okay, so he's back with a quickness. Now, Okada should have been the dude. Why? Because, one, he's champ. And, two, well, because it's fucking Okada. You know, he's the face of New Japan. Problem is, his wife's about to have a baby. Oh, shit. 
somebody's going to be taking some serious time off soon. <laughs> so I don't think he wanted to go in there and get extra banged up before this. So I, I personally don't see him working the Forbidden Door show, unfortunately. That's it's a major it's, blow. It's going to be a major blow, but right now, I mean, hey, you know, maybe I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, and I've been the guy to also admit when I'm wrong, but my whole gimmick is right now is who are you going to put him against? If it wasn't going to be Punk, who would Okada go against? It can't be Mox. That's not going to work. But then, then the idea of the goddamn wizard became an idea, you know, Okada and Jericho, considering the fact that Jericho and Okada haven't happened. Yeah. That was one of the ones Jericho wanted. So I could see that one. But other than that, like I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and there's nobody with that name value enough to work with uh, with Okada. So I, I, mean, I unfortunately think he's out. When Tana walked out, I just assumed, okay, so we're going to be getting Punk defending the AW title against Tana and Okada defending the IWGP title against somebody else. See, now, that, that, that's why I love doing this show, because, see, you're thinking outside the box. You're thinking in a way that didn't spark my uh, my brain or even the TSK's brain, which should be fucking shocking. But that's what I'm, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, to have all these title mats, I fucking love it. So, you know what? Sign me up for that one. But then again, I ask you, who would be decent enough or big name enough to go against him that's not a Jericho um, that's not a Moxley. I mean, does it have to be an AEW guy? Like, they could just do New Japan versus New Japan on a joint production show. Yeah, you get, yeah, again, when you when you think logically and you're not thinking like a fucking bucker. What's the situation with Will Ospreay? Oh, he, uh, so it was him, Tongaloa, Tamatanga. And somebody else got pulled from the Dominion show. So I have a feeling they're all in the States. Um, I know Will has been saying that he wants to he wants to start working with guys uh, in AW. And I think the first I think actually he'll want to work with Mox in all honesty. I think him and Mox is is probably going to be the one. Mainly because I swear every time Mox shows up in like a GC dub or something, a couple of weeks later, here comes Osprey. And I'm like, motherfucker, where were you two weeks ago? But whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I like that one. Um, it looks like the great O'Con and Jeff Cobb could be going against whoever's tag champs. Yeah. So was that Jurassic Express? That could be really good. Yeah, no, it's it's. It's going to be a fun show for damn sure. Now, again, it's just, it's all about fantasy booking. How do you fantasy book it? Yeah. And one, one thing just hit me like this morning that I didn't really think about on Sunday. Punk's going to be walking into that show in Chicago as world champion. That's what the, that was the point I kept trying to make. That was the point I kept trying to make. And that's why I kept saying, if you're going to do it, it's going to be title to title, you know, champ and champ. But again, you could they could obviously go a different route where you have an actual meaningful IWGP title match on that show, which would be great, you know. Or you could just have Okada in a nice fantasy match. You know, that's the perk about this show, is you could go serious or you can go fantasy. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Punk and Tanahashi is very much a fantasy match. Um, I mean, oh, we've yeah. always called Tanahashi New Japan's John Cena. The ace of New Japan. Punk's obviously never faced him. It's a dream, probably a dream match for Punk. Punk, Punk probably loves him. So I'm, I mean, I wouldn't Punk's be surprised if Punk night. asked for this match. Yeah, right. I was, I was just going to say, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if he asked. But no, you're right. I mean, Punk was out there on the mic. New Japan this, New Japan that. Forbidden door, show me what you got. You know, it, it's he played it up well. And when Tana came out, the fucking place went bananas. Now, I can't, mm. I can't say I didn't pop as hard as I wanted to because the reality is I saw a fucking Tana at an outdoor show at a New Japan. So to me, I'm like, ah, I've seen you. But I'm also, you know, I, oh, I will admit I still did pop though. But it, it, yeah. it's still. Uh, it was lackluster. But then again, when, when you talk to an Okada guy about a possible Okada sighting, I think that's the only reason it was kind of underwhelming for some people. But like, if you expect Okada and then you get Tanahashi, it's... It's like getting a B-plus on your test knowing that you thought you got an A. Yeah. You're not mad, but you're just like, what in the hell did I get wrong? No, no disrespect to Tanahashi, but I think more casual fans kind of know who Okada is. It's all thanks to Kenny. Yeah. Um, we also got the announcement that Blood and Guts, or William Regal did the thing, uh, is coming June 29th. He did the thing. He's all Blood and Guts. It didn't sound cool, though. Yeah, it I didn't quite it. sound as cool as War Games, but it's still, you wanted William Regal to shout Blood and Guts, you got it. You got it, folks. Um, so it's going to be Jericho Appreciation Society, the Sport Entertainers, um, against so far. Mox and Kingston. Hey, Mox and King. First off, that's how you already know it's going to be gnarly, nasty, bloody, and beat down. Yeah. I don't think we need any more people. <laughs> Just those I, two will do. I really think what will end up happening is they'll probably you'll probably throw Santana and Ortiz in there with them. Mm. I think that'll be a good move. Um, I personally say just basically do like a fucking, you know, the same set of five, but in the blood and guts. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to get Max and Brian. Oh, yeah. Got to have them two crazy fucks. Uh, and Miro returned. Oh, and yes. surprisingly, it wasn't a squash match uh, against Johnny no. Elite. No, and I, and I think they're going to play that up to him. Uh, uh, Disowning his god, as yeah. they as he was saying, which I was like, first off, that's the best way to come back. And and, and I will say this, and I hope I, I you know what, that, that's probably the problem. I have to grab this now. That's probably the problem. I don't know how many casuals were gonna watch this show, but when we went when last night when we we're sitting there, we had some serious e marks or I don't know what the fuck behind us, and. It was just like the fucking chatter, the fucking yeah. chatter. Who's that? I don't, I don't know who that is. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you? I don't. How many bearded giant guys does AEW have that are bald? That are also Bulgarian and sound like a Moscow You know, come on now, fucking. Yeah, they don't know Miro. I mean, I, I I will give them a little bit of credit. These the the. We our panel that we got to watch the screen on was basically like a, a projector screen, but we saw everything in reverse. Wow! So 
But I mean, again, fucking Miro. I mean, you know, Miro, Rusev's older brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Rusev's older brother. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that was great. But that's it was. But that's what it was. It was just like, oh well, but Miro, I don't know. Oh, it's Miro. Like, okay, whatever. Yeah, good for him. I'm absolutely glad he's back. Push the man. Yeah. Push the man. Don't feed him to Punk though. Like. No, that's okay. And again, another one. Thank you for bringing that up. Teddy thought it would be a better idea for him to go after Punk, and I said the first person to go against Punk is going to lose. You never do it to anybody you want to push. Oh, well, no, 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 no. You don't ever want to do it to somebody you want to push. Right now, and that's when we got in the whole conversation of who could be the dude to beat Punk. Mm. But again, I don't also don't see that happening for at least, at least until December, November, whatever pay-per-view comes out at that time. Uh, full gear, I think, is the end of the year. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I mean, a few other things from Double or Nothing. Travis was right. The uh, the It couple both won the Owen Hart matches. Mm. Love those belts. The belts are gorgeous. People got um, people giving them a lot of heat for winning. All oh, the wrong people won. All the wrong people this. I will admit that I thought that the wrong people won. I thought from the jump it should have been Darby Allen for the men, and it should have been either Chris Statlander or uh, Ruby Soho for the women. But I mean, when you book yourself into a corner, and that's what TK did, you left yourself Joe and Adam Cole. You knew Adam Cole was going to have to win because I think personally, it, 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 I think the reasoning behind it is that everybody felt Joe was going to be fucked with by either Satnam Singh or somebody from the, you know, the undisputed elite. So we kind of all had that feeling that it was going to be Cole no matter what. As for Britt. We all kept seeing her in the tournament. Okay, well, who's going to be the one to beat her in the first round? Who's going to be the one to beat her in the second round? And she just kept going. And I'm sitting here like, why? You know, you could have built Jamie Hayter. You could have built Tony Storm better. You could have built Ruby Soho. They're, they're, and, and it's no disrespect to Britt. But when you have an established star, you need to use that star power to create other stars, not say, cool, you're shining. Go shine up that room. Nuh-uh. Teach her how to shine, and you go shine that room. That's what you need to do. But it, yeah. it is what it is. As my wife says, it's in the past, and we can't change it. Ah, yes, the past can hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Britt very much didn't need it, but I, I mean, I like the visual of both her and Adam Cole standing there with their belts and, you know, the trophy and everything. Especially with 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 Skiabone all up in uh, Brit's Kool Aid and Cole's like if you don't get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, but like I said, I think the pay per view was obviously it was too long. Um, yeah, it was it was it was gone five thirty in the morning before it finished in the UK. Um, uh-huh. at least three matches I don't think needed to be on the pay per view. They could have been on a Dynamite or a Rampage. Um, the TBS title didn't need to be on the show, but of course it led to Athena's debut. So it worked. Yeah. Um, this, I don't want to say the six man didn't need to be in the pay-per-view because, again, we got that big pop for Julia, and it was a good match. It was excellent. Um, O'Reilly. Match. That uh, match didn't O'Reilly need to be in the pay-per-view. Darby. 
It really didn't. It was very impromptu, but I got to tell you, that was probably one of the better ones all night. And that's the problem. Every argument yeah. we've had for the match that didn't need to be here, that match didn't need to be there. But you know, it was a good match. That's the problem. I think if I think he does this every year. He makes double or nothing longer, literally double or nothing longer than the other pay per views. But he, he if was going to do that. He was saying in the press conferences that he gauges the audience. You know, if the audience felt this was too long, he'll cut it shorter. So I hope that that you heard us all. And bro, I'm telling you. Four hours is the max, Jack. Yeah. If I'm falling asleep, and I'll grant you, I blame the Jaliscos on that one, but if I was falling asleep towards the main, there's a problem. Yeah, if you're going to keep overstacking double or nothing, make it two nights. It is your biggest night. It is your biggest pay-per-view. Trust me. And then as good as AEW wrestling is, nobody would fault you for two nights. No, like AEW type of fans or New Japan fans, Ring of Honor fans, they like two nights. Well, yeah, we you want to give us multiple nights of excellent wrestling shit. Why did you add, why, why don't you say something sooner? <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll go back to back rather than staying up for five hours. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I think though, one of my favorite visuals from the whole night was Kingston walking back down the ramp covered in blood carrying a petrol can. That visual will haunt me forever. <laughs> But it was excellent. It was excellent. Yeah. It was the the storytelling behind it and everything like that was just just fucking great. And then Jericho brought it up. They brought it up at the you know at the show last night. The whole oh goddamn Eddie Kingston's a crazy bastard trying to light us all on fire and all this other shit. It's fucking great. I love Eddie. I'm telling you, I love Eddie Kingston. I'm loving everything he's doing. This is just it, it, it's great stuff. Great stuff. Just ah, yeah. oh, that fucking Eddie boy. Honestly, um, Anarchy in the Arena ex- exceeded my expectations. I knew it was going to be wild, but that shit was nuts. That shit was nuts. Thousand percent exceeded my expectations. The only thing I wasn't really hot about was Wild Thing on a loop. <laughs> like it was funny for a couple of minutes, but then they kept playing it and kept playing That's, it. That was the point, though. That was the whole. Well, the whole thing led to the spot where Jericho fucked up the box. Yeah. But I mean, it was. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I loved that. It felt like a new Jack match. It felt like you're there literally for the entertainment factor. Now it's no longer about sports or wrestling. Now we're here to be entertained, and that's what it was to me. And I, I loved it. I personally loved it. Uh, when Jericho got all mad though, that was like he's like, cut it off. Got the dab music. I was like, you are a fucker. <laughs> and and I said so and I and I said it on here. I've said it in the TSK. I said the goddamn Jericho makes LA stop singing his fucking theme. I said, I'll never go to a Fozzie concert in my entire life. Well, guess what, Jack? I'm never going to a Fozzie concert in my entire and I kept yelling at Teal's like, ah, Fozzie sucks. And then that's what he was saying to you. He's like, Oh yeah, Fozzie will never play in LA form. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, and we're never going to get to sing along to the whole song again. Nope. You're always going to be cut off from here on out. It'll, probably until like next year when he randomly goes face again. Yeah, or if he wants to go really heel, just change the theme completely. I've been saying it's time to do it. 
is literally have the whole thing start out and then have like a record scratch and then play your new thing. <laughs> literally get the crowd going just to shut them up. That'd be great. It would be. And Jericho could be the guy to make that happen. Ladies and gentlemen, Sugar Lips McGee. I am the here and now. I've created a lot of moments and memories on this show, but the moments and memories that I've had are the moments and memories that are yet to be created. And all you have to do is step outside your door. predict hell in a cell oh fucking shit the the other pay-per-view this month which we know is probably going to be shorter thankfully when you know the tsk don't give a shit about the east stuff for we were asking well what are we doing this weekend oh is there a pay-per-view there's a what that was the response there's a pay-per-view in chicago and nobody gives a shit nope nobody gives uh I'm looking, there's six matches. Only one of them is a Hell in a Cell match. The WWE so title isn't on the line. So why theme the show? Yeah, why Why is Hell in a Cell still a thing? Just keep the match as a special a match type. We don't need a pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, back in the day, back in the Ruthless Aggression era, you used to pop when somebody announced a Hell in a Cell match because you didn't really expect it, but now you know it's going to be at this time of year, every year. Like crossword, baby. A lot of the time, the match doesn't need to be a Hell in a Cell match. I mean, I don't really uh, disagree with it this year because it's the blow-off match to a, a feud that's been going on since WrestleMania, but we'll get to that, so let's kick it off with Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens. <laughs> Oh, God. I hate this whole thing. I do. I hate it with a passion. But, um, I mean, Kevin loves it. So I can't be mad at him for that. Um, I'm a sucker. I'm going to go with Kevin. I've been seeing Elias get wins with, like, tag teams and, you know, all this other bullshit. So uh, time for some goddamn comeuppance, maybe, hopefully. Mm -hmm. So that's one for Ezekiel. And actually, that's two for Ezekiel because, yeah, that's my pick, too. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Wouldn't it be funny, though, if you walked out as Elias? (laughs) Just to piss Kevin off. (laughs) Oh, what is that goddamn fake beard? I can already see the uh, that. You know what? Make it happen. Yeah. I need to see see the fake beard. What's Uh, the budget, BK? 
Oh, we blew the budget on Cody's pyro. Well, actually, no, we didn't because his pyro sucks now. Pyro sucks. You know that joke? We, I always used to make this joke. I think I've told you guys this joke, too. I said, the greatest thing about AEW and Cody's pyro is WCW lives through that pyro. Not yeah. anymore, though. Oh, Not by anymore. the way, I love the new stage for Dynamite. Like, it's pretty similar, but it's you can tell it's new. Yeah, you could know. Yeah, we definitely were saying the same thing when we were looking at it last night. We're like, is that different? Yeah, it's a little dead. I like it. It looks I mean, a lot the same, but it is more expanded. Um, it's yeah. wider. Um, I think the biggest difference was the, the Tron stretches behind the tunnels, and you can see it through the tunnels. Yeah, and they got rid of this, the little chandelier thing. Yeah, that fucking chandelier thing pissed me off. I think that was Cody's thing. <laughs> Well, they um, all right. gave up Cody's entrance to Jade, so. Yeah. Now she gets to come out the middle. We uh we got a two-on-one handicap match. Bobby Lashley versus Omos and MVP. Uh, I don't even know what the score is. I know uh, Omos won at WrestleMania. I think he also won at Backlash. But I think Lashley accidentally got one back in a cage match on Raw when Omos threw him out the cage. Because he must have forgot the rules of a cage match. It happens. Um, so I see Lashley getting another one back. Tying him up at 2-2. I could definitely see that. Um, problem. Uh, I don't like that, though. But I don't. Uh, there's a lot of things I don't like about the fucking E. Um... Yeah, give me, give me, uh, give me Lashley to win one back, just so they can keep this thing going. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Theory is defending the U.S. title against Mustafa Ali. But what in the hell are they putting in the water over there for Mustafa? He got big. Yeah. Like he all got because he wanted big. to leave. That's the one thing I've been noticing when, like, when guys want to leave, they turn around and get huge. Yeah. And then Vince can't say no. Uh, I want I want Mustafa to win it. I do. I'm already sick of Austin Theory, but then again, that's kind of the point, isn't it? To be yeah, sick and tired Vince of that isn't. Guy? No, that's his new uh, love child. Yeah, give me Austin Theory to retain. If uh, if Theory was around in 2000. Nine, I think it was. Fury would be Vince's bastard child. That he would be. That he would be. Uh, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan versus The Judgment Day. The color purple. Um, yeah, House of Purple. House it's of a purple. tough one because obviously Judgment Day are a new faction. Edge is still building them up. But then you got a great team in AJ, Finn, and Liv. Yeah. Who all have beef with the upper free. Yeah. It's got to be the House of Purple, though. You can't add somebody and then throw them in a match and expect them to lose real fast. Unless that is your uh, fucking goddamn Paige Van Zandt. Who was hot garbage, by the way. Who swears pro wrestling is going to be her thing. Well, you know what? Maybe within the next, like, six or seven years, you can't train for four weeks and expect to know this company, know this business. Oh, that was another match that didn't need to be on the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And I can't no. defend that one. Nope, and I won't. 
I love Sammy, but I won't. Um, so that brings us to a triple threat match for the Raw Women's title. Bianca Belair defending against Asuka and Becky Lynch. Obviously, it's not Naomi now. Um, uh, I don't really see a title change, though. I mean, I, I thought Asuka was just going to feud with Becky Lynch, but obviously they got thrown into this title match because of Naomi and Sasha Gate. Yeah, that's true. Um, God, I'm such a, so- a sucker for Asuka winning. But then again, we're talking about big money backs. Uh, yeah, give me Becky Lynch. Hmm. All right. Going for title, going back to Becky. Mm-hmm. Bold. That's bold. Hot potato stuff, baby. Hot potatoes. So, undoubtedly, the main event, Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. Hell in a Cell match. The only Hell in a Cell match of the night. I need I need anybody on commentary, whether it's Pat McAfee or even Michael Cole. The next time anybody says Seth freaking Rollins, I need him to do it like Ben Stiller from Dodgeball. Seth freaking <laughs> Rollins. Real freaking Rollins. You know, I need that. Um, I hate this fucking feud. Um, I haven't actually seen it, though, but I've seen some quotes from the, the promo battle they had this past week, and that was pretty good. Seth um, breaking the fourth wall a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not surprising. Um, fucking Seth. God damn it. You suck. Um, as much as I want to say, just let Cody keep beating him and beating him and beating him, it's going to get real old and real tired real fucking fast. Mm. So my recommendation is let Seth win. Because I'm sure they're going to spin it into another match anyway. So you might as well give them a fucking out. But if not, you know, if, if Cody wins it and they could just end that feud, that'd be fantastic. But something tells me they go like a five-match minimum. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I like to think that it, the feud's not going to go any further than this match. because Mainly because it's a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Can we stop extending feuds past a Hell in a Cell match? Um, they said looking no. at the card though I mean like I said we've only got one cell match I don't really know why the women's title match isn't in a hell in a cell it would certainly add to it That yeah that's the thing why are we doing like every title match in the cell then at least yeah isn't I mean, that, that, that was the point of this pay per view the only title matches we've got on the show is the women's title match and the US title match obviously Roman ain't working this pay per view nope well, sorry, premium live events. It's out of my contract status, boy. All right, so final call on the cell match. Give me Seth. All right, and we're, we're going to go opposite on this one, too. I'm going Cody. Hey, you know what? I'm, I, I hope for your, for your answer strictly for the fact that I'm sick and tired of seeing this. <laughs> that... And because, obviously, he's WWE's new golden boy. Oh, my God, dude. So talk about the new shiny toy mentality. <laughs> Fucking hell. So annoying. Yeah, it, it got old very quickly. Well, considering he's the same. That's the thing that makes it so much worse. 
is these guys were all Cody this and Cody that, and he sucks, and oh, when are you getting Stardust back, and all this bullshit. And what does this guy do? He goes over there to the E, and he's literally the same guy. The same theme that, if you listen to the lyrics, is shitting on the E. The same fucking uh, gear that he wore when he faced... Uh, An- no, I was about to say Anthony. Uh, Tony Depp. No, not Tony Depp. Um, when, uh, Anthony Agogo, you know? Like, it, this guy screams the other wrestling channel, the other wrestling show. But, yeah, you motherfuckers are, are eating that bowl of cereal like it's going out of style. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, outside of this pay-per-view and AEW stuff, um, Jeff Jarrett was brought back to WWE this week as a producer. So... Mm-hmm. We expect him to be world champion in a couple of weeks. I'm ex- not only expecting a world championship reign, I'm expecting tortillas to be thrown in every <laughs> crowd on the West Coast. It's not really unexpected. He's been very much a WWE guy ever since um, they inducted him into the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. That was huge for him. Very much like Eric Bischoff. Yeah. <sighs> Problem with Eric Bischoff is once he got that recognition, now he thought he could start saying all kinds of bullshit all the time, thinking people would take him seriously. Motherfucker, mm-hmm. you are stupid. Like, the fact that you're out here trying to have uh, Twitter beef with CM Punk because you think he's not a ratings draw, when the reality is, is he draws money just fine. Yeah. So I don't understand that whole concept. As we said, 1.2 million for double or nothing on the gate. Again, and do we? Does anybody know what Punk makes? No. It's well, apparently we know it's more than MJF. Well, it ain't, it ain't more than Moxley. Moxley makes the most. He makes four million a year. So See, are I, you gonna, I didn't think it was more than four million. So then there's there's no money loss. There's none. Like that's the fucking problem. It's Eric Bischoff wants to look at the big picture. The problem is he's looking at the, the big picture after the fact. And if he would have looked at it as how much were we making, and then Punk shows up, oh, 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 goddamn, okay, yeah, and you, Bishop's in right there. Bishop's in no position to talk about losing money. Oh yeah, I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> didn't you, didn't you sign Kiss to do concerts in the middle of your fucking nitros to make not only not make any money but to lose fans in the process? WCW like, two thousand was wild. Like shut up, dude. Like don't get me wrong, I love WCW. I always, I will always show love for my origins. But when it was bad, it was fucking bad. Mm. And final bit of news, Mister All Champions, Matt Cardona. It, I mean, he's probably gonna have to drop a few titles because he's uh, getting surgery for a torn bicep. Fucking shit, does that suck, man? What Especially a tear he's been on. Yeah, what a fucking tear. He's been so good everywhere. GC Dub, Impact, and everywhere in between. Uh, I've been dying for him to come to AEW, but it, I mean, it is what it is. A torn bicep is not is not a tremendously terrible injury, but it's not a quick recovery one. No. So unfortunately, yeah, it sucks. He's gonna be out for a while. But something tells me his momentum is going to follow him. When he comes back, he's going to be fucking red hot again. Yeah. Wherever he goes back first. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many titles he got? Like 
10? I'm really trying to count them in my head right now. I swear <laughs> to God I am. I want to say you're right. I want to say it's either 9 or 10. Jeez. But now, granted, um, I, think, I think I'm counting that 9 after he lost the uh, digital media, media title or whatever. Oh, yeah. That, that stupid thing. Yeah, I think it's garbage. <laughs> uh, actually, I lied. There is one final bit of news. Um, the WES West show. Ah, uh, postponed. Uh, in the UK, got canceled, postponed, whatever. Oh, they, um, oh, they cancel it or they postpone it? Well, Chelsea Green said it was canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't really read much else about it other than it's not happening, but Apparently, the blame is on its uh, its Jubilee weekend. Oh, wait, it's been delayed until July 9th. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was, like, I was like, they were hyped for this show. They just up and canceled it then. Huh? But no, okay, good. Just, that's going to be an interesting show. Main, as we said, main evented by formerly known as Braun Strowman and um, Overeem. Alistair Overeem. One of those two is going to be their first world champion. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Alistair fucking over him. Um, also, Diana Perrazzo was apparently scheduled for the original show, but she tweeted out that she can't make the postponed July date. She's obviously booked for impact or whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm so, sure the obligations are through the roof. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah, that that's a blow. I mean, I'm mainly disappointed for um, the former Office of Pain. Because mm-hmm. I, th- I think they're more involved in it than anybody else. Yeah, it's their promotion from what I'm reading. Um, and it's like, I kept, like I said, we, we had that whole speculation of they were coming back to wrestling, they were coming back to wrestling, and we figured that they were going to be a team. You know, Impact, AEW, New Japan. We just would have figured out where they were going to go. When the idea of a fucking promotion came in, you were like, huh? And now it's having its rocky moments. But again, more power to him. I hope it works out. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I not buy it, but I hope it works out. I'm not entirely sure why the, uh, what was it, the, the Motor Point Arena, like, agreed with the show on this particular date in the first place. We all knew what weekend it was. It's a big holiday weekend. Which begins today. It's a four-day weekend. I've uh, never known a Thursday to be a holiday before. Right. Like a bank holiday. One that's worth a damn. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for this week's news. So, um, am I right in thinking we're scrapping A to B of NXT? Yeah, we're scrapping A to B to NXT. Uh, the NXT watch is not where the movement is anymore. So what I've decided to the, some, to the few and far fans in between that have been like, well, it's kind of like my favorite thing. Your boy's got something for you. So ready for the little trumble, even though I can't be super loud in this lovely echoey room. Um, <laughs> my, as of tomorrow, Friday, the, what is it? The, the third, I am done with my finals. And I will be out of school until August. So, as much as we tried it and tried it and tried it, and now she's coming to wishing, for wishing as hard as we can, drops Monday as a two-episode special 
for the retro. So starting next Wednesday, we are going to be doing the A to B to the retro rewind. I know it doesn't doesn't work as well, but it but I like it. Um, I think it's going to be a, a, a fun thing. I thought to myself, if I'm going to be bitching about a show that I had to force myself to watch, it might as well be something with some goddamn entertainment. And the last thing I was watching that was not a that was not AEW or New Japan that was entertaining was all the retro stuff. So yeah, WCW and Monday Night Raws from the fucking mid '90s are coming back, Jack. And yes, the A to Z from the Retro Re will include a Retro Geek of the Week and a Retro Wrestler of the Week. Right. Now, I will also admit, though, if there is a fucking Retro Geek that's so huge, he will take over the whole Geek segment. I will tell you <laughs> not. So, Nick Patrick, I hope you got your fucking button down ready, partner. Um, so that's all coming soon. Also coming soon. Well, trivia takeover was absolutely wild last week. But, Fuck yeah, it was. It was good. Uh, we have one more event stuff before Promo Slam. It's usually trivia takeover straight to Promo Slam, but of course there's a stuff gap this year. It's the first ever fight for the knowledge on July 16th. It will feature an old school free for all for the knowledge championship with several rounds of trivia, including mystery superstar, bell to bell, name the card, uh, more classic rounds. Travis Anderson made history last week when he finally won the Knowledge Championship and the TV title in the same night. Well, the TV title will also be on the line as Travis defends against the winner of the first Ring of Games trophy, which uh, begins weekly Ring of Games tournaments begin on June 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, is it 16? It's four weeks before, anyway. We don't actually know if AEW are doing Fight for the Fallen this year, but if they are, we'll be predicting that too. I think they are, but yeah, heaven forbid. And we'll we know they're doing Road Rager. They just announced that. Yeah, Road Rager. But uh, they also wanted we'll to do that, I guess, because it's like a big TV thing. Yeah. Uh, so for more information, go to matchwrestling.net slash fight. Yeah. So no HB of NXT, but let's get the geek of the week. Hit the music, Jack. Pencil neck geek, pretty freak. Scum-sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Pencil neck geek. All right, so here we go. A little. This is going to be a little off-the-wall geek of the week. He didn't do nothing too crazy, nothing bananas, none of that stuff. No, it's not MJF. It's not TK. It's not Wardlow. It's that son of a bitch, Chris Jericho, that wizard fucker. That don't you ever tell me not to sing your theme again in fucking L.A., goddammit. You're in L.A. You go and tell some motherfuckers in the Los Angeles to not sing your shit in Los Angeles. Like, bro, we, we you was about to have about all the gangbangers in L.A. come right at your door, homie, singing your shit right to your face. I tell you what. But no, it's got to be it's got to be Chris. You know, you're you know, you're a geek when you get your hair cut. And, and you're and you're so angry about it that you yell at Ortiz uh, as if it was a question. You cut my hair. Well, yeah, that's what he did. Like it, if you I, that was the thing that I was laughing last, so hard last night when he did that. He as much as everybody was loving that back and forth promo, like when Jericho's like, like you cut my hair. He did. I, it was the way he was like upward inflection. It was hilarious. So because of that, Jericho, you're an absolute geek for this week. Fair enough, I think. Um, so, for the best of the week, music. 
Um, very easy for the first two. In fact, I'm going to do them together. Wrestler of the week and moment of the week. Uh, CM Punk winning his first world title in nine years. It felt like a huge moment. It was other than MJF and Wardlow. It was the match I was looking forward to the most at Double or Nothing. Um, there, there was a couple of botches. Uh, mainly Punk's knee buckling on the uh, the buckshot, but mm. I don't really think it took away from the moment. They still popped huge. Um, and again, it felt like a huge moment. Punk is a world champion again in 2022. It's nuts. Yes, yeah, it is nuts. 100% nuts. Um, as for dumbest moments of the week. I'm sure, there's a bunch. Uh, let, let, you know what? Based on the general consensus, let's go with uh, Paige Van Sant's AEW debut in ring. Sorry, Paige. No, I'm not. You're bad. <laughs> You're bad. I guess we all got to start somewhere. And if you like, we know it's like a trial and error when you come from MMA to wrestling. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Right. It's, yeah, it's not it's not that easy transition for everybody. Um, I mean, hopefully she improves. Uh, AEW have a pretty good track record of when people ain't very good at something, they quickly improve. Case in point, Britt Baker, when she turned Jay. heel. Jade, Jade's a huge uh, example. So, so I hope. With that being said, this is how Paige is going to get better. Somebody call Kenny. And somebody yeah. call Where, where's B-Dry. Kenny at? Somebody call Kenny. Somebody call B Drive. Get him in a room and let them work with her for a month. And I bet you she'll be money at the end of it. Well, we heard um, this week actually Regal and Brian show up early at every single show and have like an open door. Like Bullshit. training session. Bullshit. Bullshit. We were there and I didn't see a no B drag. Oh, I thought, I, I, thought, I thought they meant in the back. Oh, well, whatever. Like in, shit. They got their own ring in the back or something. Well, they put a camera back there too, assholes. Sons of bitches. And, unless they showed up really early, like before the doors opened. Oh, yeah. Just all paying off guys at the form. Hey, we need to get in here. <gasps> okay. We'll see some training sessions. But like, uh, if it is, oh if God, it is you're real, you're William Regal. If it is true and that's the case, please go work with Regal and Brian because you won't get much better teachers. No, you won't. But you know what also would be hilarious if they walked into that form and they were like, oh, my God, you're William Regal. Can you put my toothbrush up your butt? <laughs> Thanks, man. And in return, I will pee in your tea. And I will pee in your tea. I hope people get these references because otherwise it's going to sound very weird. We're, yeah, we're going to sound like <laughs> some good old weirdos. <laughs> I'm hoping right. people are sitting at home going, I understood that reference. Uh, if you're not laughing, we're, we've got a problem. Yeah. Uh, well, your week is complete. Thank you, everybody, for spending your Thursday with us. You know where to find us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter, at the Captain 512 and at SMRPodNet. Once again, the website, MaxWrestling.net. And now listen up, you pencil net geeks, because this is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. What's going down? So check this out. So the vlog, I was going to do a vlog for A-Dub. Fucking L.A. traffic was so bad. It was so bad. I showed up late. So half of the filming we were going to do went out the drain. So the no vlog coming. It's quite unfortunate. I might be able to throw some clips up and see what I can do. Make Maybe make something out of what I got. But it's going to be a rough one. But uh, as I had stated earlier, Retro's coming back hard, heavy. 
Monday drops a two uh, episode show, which is going to be nice. It's going to be nice for me to to be able to sit down and enjoy something like that. And on top of that, it should be nice for the fans so they can sit back and enjoy some retro. Um, Bolt Rant has been taking a break mainly because I don't like to talk about stuff when they're not in pads. So it's on not necessarily a hiatus, but OTAs does start in July. So come July, expect Bolt Rant to really, truly ramp up. I am trying to finish one episode that is basically just uh, uh, me going over all the question marks that we still have and any free agency or any offseason moves. And then, yeah, then that'll probably be it until July for Bolt Ramp. But no, Retro will be coming hot and heavy for a minute. And then, of course, we got the A to B to the Retro Reap. So, yeah. Um, and a about the fourth episode of Open Road, it's taking a little bit longer. I also said I was going to put dash cam footage in. What I didn't know was Uh-oh. that apparently when you run out of space, the dash cam automatically starts deleting the older videos. So mm-hmm. we don't have a whole lot of dash cam footage for this episode, which will be coming soon. It's just a little bit delayed. I think we do have some dash cam footage for the later parts of the journey to and from the basics pro wrestling go. show that chad and i went to so there will be some open road coming soon it's in the editing process in the process well i'll say what you need is a big old what you need is a big like a big old one terabyte uh sd card yeah i mean it it starts recording every time i start the engine up and most of the time there's no reason to record anything so i just need to keep better track it's of the storage it's out of precaution but you get an accident <laughs> day yeah I just need to move this stuff over when I'm, when it, when it's something I actually need instead of waiting for it to be deleted. Right. But now I know that it auto deletes, I'll keep a better eye on it. It's like great. Now I got to do some work. Yeah. Um, also, I'm sure you noticed new graphics this week. There will be a brand new intro video accompanying it next week. I just didn't have time to make it this week. I'm about to say busy man. Yeah. So with that said, join us next week. New intro. Um, reactions, if any, to Hack in a Cell. <laughs> Hack in the cage. Like it. And you have been watching the Kappa Mo. Goodbye. And good night. Bye. Right. Goddamn Danny Garcia. Teach everybody in AEW how to do a fucking sharpshooter, son of a bitch. And follow it up with a mega pint of wine. <laughs> mega pint. <laughs>